now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And uh, this is a very special week, is it not, Dennis? It is. Uh, this is actually, uh, we have a special guest on the show this week. Uh, Amber Peterson is coming to us from uh, the Women in Aviation chapter up in Minnesota, and they are getting ready to host Girls in Aviation uh, in the next couple of weeks here. It's a nationwide event, and all of the chapters across the country are all going to be hosting uh, this uh, come out to the airport and get to see careers, opportunities, education that have to do with uh, women in aviation and girls in aviation specifically. Well, I love and, it. Well, Amber, welcome to Just Plane Radio, and you are making today special for uh, Dennis and I. Do you feel honored, or, or are you I feeling? do. Thanks for okay. having me, guys. I good, good. It. That's better than well, me having to you know, apologize right up front. So well, I, I do make need sure. to apologize up front, because ordinarily I would be in the uh, event helping Amber as a volunteer, whether it was her setup, teardown, or even having an airplane on static display, but I got up and moved, and I <laughs> kind of left her hanging there, so she's short uh, at least one or two helpers this year. Well, but I, I would well, let me tell you, I'd yeah. be down in Florida with you if I could. So, well, <laughs> okay, go. there's that, but you got plenty of help, I would imagine, because uh, it's a good organization. Am I right uh, in assuming that, Amber, or what? Well, you know, we're a great organization, but one thing we're always lacking, at least in the Minneapolis chapter, and I've heard it from others as well, is volunteers. So we've actually had to scale back some of our educational activities just because we don't have the manpower to do it. So if anybody's interested, definitely reach out to your chapters. We need your help. Well, uh, man and women power. I, we got to get that definitely, in there too, right? Definitely, of I should learn the phrase more politically correct. <laughs> I can't exactly. believe I'm actually correcting her. That's probably the first time that's ever happened here on Just yeah, Plain Radio. Usually, you're on the receiving end of yeah. those, right? Well, like I said, uh, I, I thought I was going to have to apologize in advance there, Amber. But so I appreciate that you're making me look better than normal <laughs> for what it's worth. Okay, so tell us about this event. What does it entail? How can people can you know connect with you and get involved? Sure. So it's September 25th, um, the event, and that's going to be nationwide. Everybody's having the same day. The one up in Minneapolis, we're doing it from 10 to 3. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about our event. Uh, we've historically had the second largest in the world. So mm. two years ago, we had 1,200 people um, sign up to attend. So wow. it's a big event. Um, and we do, we've got static aircraft there. We've got exhibitors there. Um, we've got educational activities. We bring food trucks in. It's it's kind of just a data, almost like an air show without any flying. That's impressive. Uh, How did you guys evolve into the second largest women in aviation event like this, uh, you know, in the world? I mean, that that's yeah. impressive. I would not have thought so, of Minnesota being uh, so high up the food chain in that regard. Does that make sense? Well, or you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was a surprise to us as well. We just kept growing. I got yeah. involved maybe... Uh, Five years ago, and we were up to 500, and then, oh, my goodness, we had 1,000. Uh, we've got a good general aviation community and then uh, professional aviation with Delta um, being there. Uh, we've got a, a good community, and, uh, you know, people just come out. Right. We're Flying Cloud uh, historically, too, which is 
a good like class delta uh, airport with a lot of traffic so we definitely got a good turnout yeah well that's impressive you should be proud and uh yeah i guess it says a lot for the community i mean dennis has been uh, talking about this for at least the last couple years on just plain radio especially obviously when he lived uh right nearby but uh but this year you're you're planning on it being bigger and better uh despite uh well you, you said you're near delta and it's Delta airspace, but it has nothing to do with the Delta variant. So that's not going to keep you from having a great event uh, next month, I guess, right? Well, you know, yeah, that's we definitely have registration down. Um, and that's uh, largely due a lot of the folks that came out were Girl Scout troops or schools. And so just the organization hasn't been there like mm-hmm. it historically has. So our registration is considerably down. So part of the reason why I was happy to come on today was to encourage people to sign up or to encourage people to get their Girl Scout groups, troops to come on out. Um, and, you know, for any of the locals that are listening, you know, it is kind of like a mini air show. I love it. I'll get out there once I get all my education stuff set up, and I'll go climb in airplanes. We've got, you know, you can get into a CRJ, talk to the captains on, or the pilots that are on that. They have to do short field landing training to come into our airport, which is kind of cool. And then, you know, they've got the NOAA Twin Otters there. You can hop in and see all that stuff, talk to the pilot of that, Blackhawk, some some pretty cool aircraft that are there. I enjoy just going around the static, Um, you know, and then as far as educational activities go, um, a lot of the adults enjoy it as well, to be honest, little minute uh, motivation for all of us to come out as well. But my favorite one that the girls love and then um, the mechanics appreciate is we get uh, we get some lock wire together, we get colored wire, and um, the girls kind of look at, you know, propeller that has lock wire on it. And then the girls get to make jewelry bracelets or necklaces, and they learn that little twisty wrench thing. I don't know what it's called, but that you do the lock wire with. So they kind of learn how to do lock wire and make jewelry. So oh, okay. uh, we do some kind of fun things out there. All right. Uh, I'm going to expose my ignorance. I don't know what that is, Dennis. What is the, lock the wire? safety wire pliers. You know how uh, on uh, like propeller bolts or any bolt that's uh, not supposed to ever move, uh, yeah. they have a hole drilled through it, and then you run safety wire, and you twist the safety wire over itself, and it makes oh. a really cool design. It's spiral wound. And, yeah, you can get all creative with that, but it teaches the girls a skill that takes a lot of time for a mechanic to learn how to do right. Hmm. Okay, well, and it sounds very fashionable, <laughs> possibly too. I don't know if you turn it into jewelry, and that's what you're doing. It could be, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, it it does sound like a great opportunity, and the whole idea is to inspire uh, the young ladies to uh, consider what an aviation career, or just this is a a path that you may want to explore later in life. Or what are you thinking? Yeah, we kind of do all of the above. Uh, so aviation careers is something for them to consider. Definitely is a big objective of what we do. So mechanics, pilots, and then we've tried to incorporate some of the softer sides. So, um, you know, sales or marketing as well. In fact, you know, the president of our local chapter is actually in sales. So kind of it is a, com- a community. Um, and then, you know, I'd say Half the folks that come out are, are general aviation folks. So this is something you can do for fun, too. I mean, yeah. that's why we're here, right? Well, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, but but it's not just close to young ladies. Everybody's uh, welcome. You, you even let guys 
and like Dennis and and everyone else. So you're not uh, exactly. shutting anyone out. It, it's yeah, just really no. It is mostly men that are in general aviation or aviation mm-hmm. in general. So um, we that the majority of our volunteers and exhibitors and static is that there are men, and we are we're a community. We're totally fine with that. And then boys are invited as well. There so, you yes, go. We definitely encourage all. Well, I, I love it because, yeah, we need more uh, ladies involved or or at least get rid of that stigma that, hey, this is a, a guy's club thing because it's really not or it shouldn't be. It kind of leans that way sometimes. But uh, but the idea is just to make it more welcoming to to the young ladies like, hey, don't feel that uh, you should be left out. You can participate and have as much fun as the guys doing this kind of thing, right? Definitely. I yeah. know I get out there having fun as do all the ladies I know flying as well. Yeah, and you're a pilot, instructor. What are you? Yeah, I'm a CFI, um, and actually I helped Dennis's daughter with a couple of lessons That's right. well early on. And yeah, I've been a CFI for three and a half years. She's a flying superhero. I think that's how she just described it to me. That's how I heard it, Dennis. Well, and she <laughs> makes a great role model for, for young ladies because when they come out to the airport and they get introduced to an instructor, it's not some old guy like me, it's Amber, you know, someone that they can relate to kind of showing it. It's normal. It's acceptable. It's in a great career for a young lady. So there you go. I love it. Amber, people can get information on the event by going where on the web. If you Google women in aviation, that's probably the easiest way to, to, to get to us, but it's wai.org. Excellent. Good stuff. Thanks, Amber. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. This test today, it's important. I got it. I'm going to make you look good up there. Don't worry. Okay, now let's get these pants off and fly some planes. I'm ready to fly around the clouds. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. Uh, we are navigating the latest aviation news and information and uh, just talking to some new friends. You know, we just had Amber on for, uh, you know, Ladies in Aviation Day or Women in Aviation Day or Girls in Aviation Day. It's a little bit of all of them, I assume. Right, Dennis? Yes, we, we don't discriminate at all. That's next uh, month. But uh, we uh, have Dave standing by right now from Concord Batteries. And the reason is, is because, well, Dennis might need a new one. I don't know. That could be part of it. Is that true, Dennis? Or no? Well, we don't know. The airplane's been sitting, you know, what, since March. And, yeah. uh, you know, when it com- gets, comes time to put that engine back on, is the battery going to be up to the task? Uh, is there something I should be doing to, to store it? And that, that that was the questions that I posed to Dave and his uh, crew at their booth at AirVenture. And uh-huh. the more I talked to him, the more I was like, you know, we should just share this information with the audience instead of just me. Okay. So here we are. Makes sense. Well, uh, Dave, welcome to Just Plane Radio. And well, thank you. And uh, I will uh, first just ask, I didn't even realize that uh, batteries were unique for planes, but they are. This is kind of a special type of battery you guys create that uh, aviation, you know, enthusiasts or people that want to put these batteries in their planes need to consider. You just don't plop any type of battery into your aircraft, I assume. Is that right? That's that's true. You have to have a, a special uh, battery, special paperwork, uh, so the FAA can sign off on it and uh, you want the right battery for the, the right task. Yeah. Okay. That's true. And that's what Concord Battery uh, provides. Uh, yes. And what is it uh, specifically about the type of batteries you guys offer that you need to take into account that the FAA well, likes, I guess? It's a, it's a good question. But first and foremost, I want to uh, thank you. It's an honor to uh, be asked to come on to your show to talk to you and your listeners. And well, um, obviously, you haven't listened. Uh, because no. <laughs> usually we're the ones apologizing right off the beginning, but I appreciate the sentiment just the just the same. The sentiment is that right? I don't think so. Sentiment, yeah, that. Uh, but anyway, we we do appreciate it, Dave. But what makes your uh, batteries unique? What is it about them that makes them airworthy, so to speak? Well, well, first first off, our our battery, our Concord Battery Corporation, has been manufacturing batteries for over forty four years. They are a sealed. Recombinant gas AGM absorbed glass map battery, which is 95% absorbent of electrolytes. So you don't have uh, electrolyte um, escaping from the batteries. It recombines within the battery and onto the AGM materials. So you don't have any type of dirty um, battery boxes to worry about to clean or to run out and get uh, uh, other electrochemistry take. Um, deionize uh, water to refill the battery and acid and so forth. So you don't have to worry about doing that. The battery is fully sealed. Uh, the lids don't come off, although some people t- tend to, to want it to, but the, our <laughs> lids are, are, are welded on. Yeah. Uh, and basically they're, they're, they're performed, uh, whereas they work as a sealed unit, uh, there are more plates in the battery, unlike an automotive battery, which have less plates. We put more plates for capacity reasons, and the FAA 
basically uh, requires uh, capacity uh, to be 85% for the battery to pass. So we we have a lot of uh, R&R, a lot of uh, technical um, aspects uh, pertaining to these batteries. One, one good point that I'd like to bring out is our website, concordbattery.com, mm-hmm. has an FAQ sheet under the knowledge section. And that FAQ spells out every question that we possibly get asked constantly at trade shows. And we do attend the Summit Funds and the EAAs, which which was unbelievable this year with the amount of people. Right. And uh, those questions are put together and put in an FAQ. And we provide training constantly and provide um, answers to any of your battery questions uh, by giving you a live voice at the other end of the phone. Our our customer service staff is uh, next to none. They've been in the business for over, you know, 40 years, and, and they're very uh, knowledgeable, as well as our team. Our team's been in the battery business. I myself have, have worked for uh, a few battery companies, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to now be with Concord Battery Corporation, who manufactures a sealed RG, AGM battery. And I wish I knew about this 40 years ago because I would have went to work for Concord uh, day one. Well, there you go. I, I love it. Uh, obviously, you guys have been doing this a while and know what you're doing. So it's a good resource for people to get information on what battery they need for their aircraft or any battery for that matter. And I know one of the things we wanted to steer towards today is just battery maintenance. Now, the Concord batteries sound like they're almost maintenance-free other than the capacity uh, checking up on that once a year or what? Right, right. Well, they are considered maintenance-free, but uh, to be quite honest with you, there's a maintenance task to remove the battery to put a battery in. Um, the only thing that's required in Concord uh, Battery Corporation in our batteries that we manufacture is a capacity check. Um, we 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 basically train constantly mechanics uh, and operators all year long to tell them that the state of charge of a fully charged battery doesn't give you the state of health. That means do you, does the battery have enough capacity in there to get you down safely to the ground in case of electrical failure? So we want you to do a capacity, what's called the capacity check a year after uh, the battery has been installed. And you do that by what, taking the battery out and hooking it up to a charger kind of thing? Uh, or- or we, what you you take the battery out, you remove the battery, preferably put it in a nice clean area. Um, and I, I say clean area because I I ran a FAA one forty five repair station, and I've always told my technicians make sure that your workspace is clean. Um, what you're going to be working on, whether no matter what it is, uh, should be cleaned off, etc. And then start to work from there. Now our battery. Um, analyzers people say battery charger it's not a battery charger it has to be a battery capacity checker Mm. some something to put a load on the battery for a certain amount of time so you can do it perform a um, capacity check for for 51 minutes which is 85 percent of the battery's capacity uh, and this is all found out in the uh, components maintenance manual which we ship 
with every battery that we send out. If not, it's available on concordbattery.com for downloading. So if you follow the CMM and the maintenance steps, there should not be any issues regarding doing a capacity check. You want to make sure that the battery has enough capacity to get you on the ground. So we we definitely push that issue. I feel like I need to set up a capacity check for my brain before we start this show every <laughs> week or something. But uh, go to uh, concordbattery.com, right? That's right. the website. Uh, yes. Go to the RFAQs. You can find out all about batteries and then some. And or download the manual, like you said, and uh, make sure you are good to go with your battery and your aircraft. Thank you so much, uh, Dave. We appreciate oh, the update. Welcome. And we you're got welcome. more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Where are we? Are we in L.A.? No, we're in North Dakota, and only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles. You're not one of them. Wanna fly, 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 can I vibe, vibe, this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis, navigating the latest aviation news and information. And uh, I don't know, sometimes you come, come across stories that was like, gosh, whatever happened to this idea? Because this was pretty awesome, and it was in Popular Mechanics, and I don't know where you came across this, Dennis, but it's a helicopter that was basically an RV. And so people are flying around in this hel- helicopter, landing in remote places, uh, propping open the door, and, and then it has a sun visor on it, and it looks like you're camping, like an air venture. And uh, and what this was from, what, the 70s or something? Yeah, it looks like it was uh, from the 1970s. Uh, what they had done is taken the Sikorsky S-58 helicopter, which for those of you that are 80s uh, uh, TV show fans, you might remember the TV show Riptide. They had that screaming Mimi helicopter, this big bulbous-nosed helicopter where the cockpits actually above the the main platform of the helicopter yeah they, they're this, big they're like the size of a huge. jet stream you know so it makes sense in one uh you know way to turn this thing into like a a flying rv and that was the whole idea i mean you can picture this in your mind pretty easily but when you see the pictures like 
yeah, whatever happened to that idea? That seems like a genius idea. And it just never uh, took flight, I guess, officially, or it did very briefly back in the seventies or what? Yeah, they did. They, I think they assembled, you know, a handful of them, but mm-hmm. it was actually made by Winnebago. So it was actually somebody that knew how to build an RV and then they put it into a proven helicopter of a big enough size to be reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it was probably a little bit smaller than, you know, your typical class A motorhome, but definitely well appointed with, you know, sleeping for four in a kitchen and all of that. And like you said, it had a, an awning that you could deploy out. So you could actually literally land in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. pull out your picnic table and your chairs and, uh, you know, go camping, fishing, whatever. I mean, what an ultimate getaway. No doubt about it. And uh, yet we have, it just didn't catch on. So uh, I'm guessing that the operating costs were probably a little bit higher than, uh, you know, than even the well-heeled people. Uh, possibly. To yeah. And then you just plop that thing down in the middle of nowhere and camp to your heart's content. Or people are like, hey, you can't camp here. Well, hey, well you, I didn't see any signs from up in the sky. I don't know. I think they ought to bring it back. That's It's kind of like the flying car thing. When they came out uh, with this stuff way back in the day, we thought we were going to have these things flying around, you know, 10 years later. And here we are all this time later and and we have squat. We don't have nothing. I don't know if we don't have squat. I mean, we keep seeing more and more announcements at AirVenture and uh, what's the latest now? We just saw the the jet powered uh, motorcycle. So. You know, True. We're getting closer to that flying car. We'll be able to go down the freeway with our little motorcycle and then uh, hit the button and fire up eight jet engines and climb up and over traffic. Yeah, well, that, you're right. That's uh, the flying car or quadcopter kind of uh, drone approach is what's coming for sure. But yeah, we came across this uh, jetpack motorcycle, which is based on jetpack technology, which we, you know, it's out there now. Where guys are, you've seen those things, right? They got the jet, the jets on their back, and I think on their legs too, maybe. Uh, and, they're, they're, and then also they've got like two or three jet engines on each hand to kind of balance. But they're actual real kerosene burning jet engines. It's mm-hmm. not like uh, the ones that the guys play with offshore with the jet skis, where they're just you know pumping water up in it. This is an actual free flying. This is the Rocketeer uh, in real life, yeah, exactly, no doubt. But but they've taken that technology and turned it into more of like a motorcycle contraption there's how many um jet engines on this thing well the prototype is actually four jet engines one on each corner so they kind of took you know your typical uh, crotch rocket type of a motorcycle and then just put four engines on the corners but uh after their initial testing they want to actually double that uh for redundancy so they're going to put uh two engines on each corner of this thing so they'll have a total of eight engines can you imagine the startup on that and what the neighbors are going to say when you go out and start your bike and you're spooling up eight uh, jet engines simultaneously you're going to put the harley guys to shame well i don't know you know if you have a harley would it be about the same i mean harleys are pretty loud they're not going to sound like that yeah don't they have to rev it like 12 times before they can even take it well yeah yeah you know it's always a a big fan uh you know for for people in the hoa when uh someone with a harley moves into the (laughs) subdivision so yeah, this uh, this jet bike uh, it probably would be louder than a Harley. I'm guessing, or at least comparable. You think? Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, uh, there, there may wind up being an ordinance against it in the typical neighborhood. Yeah. Now, might, might want to hop in. Might you know, be able to get away with it. Well, yeah, in your air park. Yeah, well, yeah, you got airplanes to compete with. But I would imagine 
I don't know. Basically, if they want to double it up, that'd be eight small jet engines. And those things are pretty loud. I mean, the, you know, just those jet packs that they use on the people. If you ever turn up the volume on your YouTube videos watching those things, they, it does sound uh, quite uh, obnoxious. Yeah, I, I, I can't describe the sound, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a high-end, whiny uh, jet plane. Which makes it, that means it's more annoying, you know? I think part of their uh, R&D process is going to have to be also coming up with a very good noise suppression helmet system for the rider. Because I I don't think you'll be able to fly very long or very far with that amount of noise without uh, being exhausted. Yeah, I I don't think the rider is going to care, though. He's going to be flying like Tron through the sky. You know, uh, it, it is, they look really cool. You know, I just don't know if this is going to catch any more than... You know, the jetpack flyers have been. I mean, we see them every now and then, but it seems kind of a novelty still to me. Do you think? It still could be kind of neat, though, because it is more of a conventional sized vehicle. So, you know, you could go take, if they had kept, if they keep the wheels on it, be able to take off and go into traffic. And then you hit that inevitable uh, traffic backups in LA and just hit the button, start the engines and fly up and over and off the freeway and go around traffic. I think that would be the ultimate and cool factor. Well, I, I agree. It's at least is going to be as loud as a loud, obnoxious motorcycle and probably just as dangerous. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to, you know, uh, cruise around on a motorcycle on the 405 in California, you see those guys do that stuff, right? You've seen that. Oh, I, I see them here in Florida, and well, I just true. cannot believe, you know, they're just zipping in and out of traffic. It's like you realize you're you're one mistake away from becoming a grease spot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but they it's a don't death care. wish. But, yeah. hey, you know, to each his own. You know, it may be your thing, and that's fine. I, I have nothing against it. I just, I, I know my wife won't let me have a motorcycle. So I, if I go to her with, hey, how about a jet uh, jet bike? She go, mm-hmm. Let's yeah. see. What's your life insurance? Is exactly. Let me check it and make sure it's not expired. Let me up the limits. Okay, you're good to go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you'll have to make your own decision if you want to. Get, how much are those things going to go for? Do we know? Uh, unfortunately, they- I think they're going to be in the 600000 and up range. That's all. Okay. That's all. All right. Uh, and it's only one person. It's not like you can you know, have your girlfriend ride on the back and look really cool. Well, you could. <laughs> She'd have to be really small, and so would you. So Yeah, but I mean, you know, and if they act up, you just kind of pop a wheelie, or I don't know what you would do on a bike like that. It'd say, that would be the thing. I don't know I'd what be, happened? I, yeah. I was inverted. Right. I mean, how do you keep that thing from rolling? That's that's what would be uh, a little intimidating, I think, trying to fly one of those. But they, they figured it out somehow, so I guess uh, we will have to wait and see and watch the rich, rich folks. Fly them around like you know, Geffen or the YouTubers. That's who's going to yeah. probably get it first. Well, be posting yeah. videos of flying exactly. these things down the four hundred five, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll see, and uh, the videos will pop up soon. So be on the lookout for them. All right, so if you're using your aircraft to do things like go to different airports or hundred dollar hamburger, that's all fine and dandy. That's what a lot of aviation enthusiasts do. But if uh, you scream for ice cream. Is it really the proper tool or travel vehicle to do so, to go get that uh, fix? Well, if you're in Canada, apparently the answer is no. Oh. Uh, the Mounties have no sense of humor when you land your Robinson helicopter in a Dairy Queen parking lot. Uh, okay, we'll get to the bottom of this story next, right here on Just Plane Radio. Just 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, I'm Michael Goulian, aerobatic champion and air show performer. You might have seen me in the Red Bull Air Race or in air shows around the country. You're listening to Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, here's my close personal friend, Greg, your co pilot. All right, that was 20 bucks, right? 25 bucks. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. Ice cream for ice cream. That's what this guy did, I guess. I don't know if he was screaming. He was just like, look, I'm in my helicopter. There's the ice cream place. Let's go. And it's he not went. like there was a red X in the parking lot that says, don't land here. Uh, was there? No. Okay. It was an empty so parking lot. That's he's good to go. tempting. You know? Right. And he just had to get his fix, and he did it. Uh, and it did ruffle some feathers there on the, uh, you know, north of the border here and they they didn't appreciate it i guess is that the the bottom line well the rcmp was sent out to investigate and they didn't determine that there was an emergency and so they of course charged him with a violation of uh, the criminal code of for possibly endangering uh, the the public by landing his airplane off the off field well it was a helicopter or helicopter yes his aircraft hmm what constitutes an emergency when uh, you have a well, ice cream a dairy queen in an empty parking lot. I, I mean, maybe he just get his tonsils out, and you know, <laughs> he had to uh, take away the pain with some. Do you even know what uh, flavor he got? Was it Rocky I Road? Don't know, but or? No, it was a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Oh, so it's like a. Oh, it's like one of those uh, birthday type of things. Yeah, or the something. frozen cakes. Yeah, oh, those are yummy. So you know, I would yeah. just say, give me a jury trial, and you know, you'll have it thrown out in a second. Understood. You, yeah. you at Dairy Queen ice cream cake, empty parking lot. You're free mm-hmm. to go. You would think if they just if he would have just offered him a piece, they would have said, okay, that's fine. Be on your way. But uh, evidently that wasn't so. He got fined or arrested, or do, do he? We even know? He got uh, cited and has to appear in front of court. I believe it's September seventh. Okay, uh, but I just think it's funny because here he's getting a ticket for doing this in Tisdale, uh, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and yet it's routine for people to take airplanes and land at uh, remote locations off road and taxi up to gas stations, like on the way to Alaska and some of these backcountry areas, so. right? But this I don't was know. double standard. Maybe, maybe somebody just didn't like Dairy Queen. I don't know. Right. If it would have been donuts or some other Canadian thing that they uh, hey, cherish, a back, back bacon and donuts uh, are usually a, they get a pass up there. That's that's pretty much all I know about can, Canada. So I don't know. I say worst case, uh, or well, here's his, my suggestion: he better show up in court with an ice cream cake for the judge. Oh, absolutely. Here, yeah. t- Your Honor, please taste this as taste exhibit this. A. Then you'll understand. Isn't that delicious? Oh, ho, ho. yeah. Uh, there could be a part two to this story. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, so we got that. A uh, couple other tidbits. Uh, actually, an event going on in Pennsylvania this weekend caught our eye, and it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But they're having a, a plane pool competition at some airfield in 
in Pennsylvania. I, part of like a mini air show, I guess, right? Yeah, it's a, like a local air expo. They're going to mm-hmm. have a Young Eagle rides, a helicopter rides, a parachute demo. They're going to have uh, their uh, resident C-54, which is a military version of the DC-4 uh, yeah. that's going to be doing candy drops uh, and things like that. But they're going to put the airplane uh, to work in a strongman competition. A plane pool. A plane pool, exactly. Which means... How far can you pull an airplane across the ramp with just a good pair of tennis shoes and a rope? With a, a team of eight uh, pilots, I guess. Or eight people. I don't know if they have to be pilots or not. They probably shouldn't uh, make that uh, as part of the prerequisite because a lot of the aviators I look uh, look at don't necessarily look like they're in prime shape. They need <laughs> Hey, but you might need that. You know, you always well, have yeah, a bigger gonna, guy to anchor the tug of that's war. That's what I'm so. saying. Don't. Uh, hopefully, they they don't have to be pilots. They can just be you know pulling some ringers from the gym. Just you know? just lean in. Yeah. There you go. Turn it into a real Iron Man thing. But uh, but that is one of the most unique, uh, you know, air show uh, contests that I've ever heard of. Uh, that's kind of a crazy thing. It ought to be uh, quite the photo op at the bare minimum, wouldn't it? Watching a bunch of people struggle to pull a uh, World War II era four engine uh, cargo plane. Yeah, that should be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. So uh, they're doing that this weekend. We're going to have to look for the videos of that. But uh, I, I don't know. Had you ever heard of that type of event before? I've seen it done with uh, with airliners. Uh, airliners, done, you know, yeah. They <laughs> believe it or not, I, I've seen those uh, strongman pulls. And well, yeah, yeah, it. like a Guinness Book of World Records right. kind of thing, but not like at an air show. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's not like, at all. You know, you hear about the the flower drop and you know those type of things, or pumpkin drop for Halloween, or oh, and uh, my favorite, the turkey drop <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Yes, but make sure they're thawed first. Yeah, well, maybe. But um, they don't fly. Uh, no, the the thing is, though, you don't hear much about these type of Ironman things going on at an air show. Maybe we ought to start incorporating them because they might be onto something. That'd be quite a spectator sport to watch at an air show, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's uh, the next evolution of the stole drag. True. Uh, it could be. Uh, but so those instead things- of dra- you know they are doing drag races with stole airplanes, we're just trying to drag. An airplane like we stole it. Get it? Ah, okay. Well, there's, uh, there's that. But those things are so light. Anybody could do that. You get, you got to get one of these big monster planes that they would have at Air Venture or Sun and Fun and, you know, turn it into a towing competition. I think that'd be pretty hilarious. That'd be fun to watch. It'd be more interesting than the uh, Runway 5K and things that they have at these air shows. You know? Right. You know, you know, it's kind of like the uh, potato sack run. Hey, we're going to pull aircraft. Uh, what, do, what do we got over there? Oh, we got one of those... A big military air. Let's let's tow Fat Albert. Whoever tow uh, tow it fifty feet, the fastest wins. You know that kind of thing. You think? I think it'd be a great idea. We should start that off and start taking you know selling tickets. Yeah, and whoever wins gets to keep the plane. We'll do fifty fifty. Tow it. They keep half their money, right? Yeah. If you can tow it, if you if you can uh, move it yourself, eh, that's an that's enough right there that you get to take the uh, take the plane home, right? Okay, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. All right, so uh, fun little stories there. Here's something a little bit more useful. King Schools, uh, which, uh, you know, been around for years. Uh, they, they do great work with their, you know, private pilot uh, classes online and stuff that they do. I've went through that 
course, and don't use me as an example because I never got my pilot certificate just yet, but that was my base for my uh, for my ground school stuff. And I thought it was, look, if I could get through it and learn all that stuff, anybody could do it. So it's great material. They've come out with a new updated, uh, I guess it's just an app. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a flashcard app because, you know, you can go through and do the the interactive training, go to the online ground school and do all of this kind of stuff. And then what do you do when it's, you want to review it all for your test? It's kind of hard to go back and watch those videos. So what they've done is put together a test prep deck for all of the different courses. So you can go in and quiz yourself on various sections of, you know, the the material for your private pilot exam, which in your case would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got to try to get a hold of this for myself because I'd like to just start quizzing you, you know, pull random questions and, you know, see how you're doing and maybe encourage you to get back into taking the online course. Again. Well, so, it, well, exactly. It'd be a great refresher uh, tool to use when you're getting ready to, you know, maybe redo your, your ground school test or whatever the case may be. And if I remember correctly, isn't it free? It is download? free. But yeah. you have to have purchased the King ground, corresponding King Ground School. So ah, gotcha. for you, you'd have to go through there, buy their uh, private pilot ground school, but then you'd have free access to the flashcards. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not just to get you through that written, because a lot of this information would be good to review before you go for your practical test as well, because mm-hmm. it would help you study for the oral. There's sections on airspace that you might want to review or uh, cross-country flight planning, weight and balance, stuff like that, that you can use to re- refresh as you're you know, preparing for that check ride. Right. Well, you know, I did go through their, uh, their uh, program, so maybe I'm still in their system. Or, well, they would have purged me out a long time ago, probably, huh? They probably kicked you out, but yeah, that's well, a different story. I yeah. think there's maybe a time limit uh, if you don't get your license in nine years or less. I'm not the perfect example <laughs> in this regard, so we'll leave it at that for this week. All right, till next time, though, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. They're just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.